Well, because until you do that, you're what I call a sufferpreneur. You're self-employed, you're sufferpreneur, and you really don't have a business. Are you an entrepreneur or a sufferpreneur? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of ideas to execution learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and I've been in the coaching course creation and online space since about the 90s, so I got a little bit of experience under my belt, and yet, here I am, still learning. I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation, coaching, and entrepreneurship. And who are you? Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically, an infopreneur with a coaching and online course model and business, or perhaps you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Man, big episode today. Today, Chris Ward. Yep, Chris is going to be sharing some interesting bombs with us today. Chris is a leading authority in building your business by building your team. Chris is the founder of the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their W-I-N team. W-I-N being the acronym for What Is Next Team, using her signature super toolkits so that she can get your idea to implementation and make your ambitions come alive. <laughs> That's it. As per usual, the dark horse corrals are chock full of personal, business, and marketing, G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. Now, we're going to kick off this discussion with Chris with a bit of her origin story, as we usually do, how she came to be a team-building expert, and how she started off with something as simple as shifting her mindset from grinding away, working 16 hours a day, down to six. All right, Chris, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Tracy. I'm pumped to be here. I'm pumped to have you here. You have some good nuggets to share, I'm sure. But I don't want to steal any of that fire away from you. I want you to tell your story. Like I was saying, the good, the bad, the ugly, the lefts, the rights, the ups, the downs that brought you to where you are today and, and why you like doing what you do so much. Oh, thank you so much. I am extremely passionate about what I do, really. So I started as a marketing uh, strategist many years ago like close to 15 years ago. And when I started the first two years I was in business, I worked insane hours and I went without sleep like nobody's business. In fact, my husband used to say to me, you're always stealing from sleep. That's the first place you go, you steal from sleep. And so that was, I, I wouldn't say fine, but I did that for about two years. And I started to realize I have not the charming individual that I once thought it was. <laughs> and it was really eroding everything. And I just thought, I can't go on like this. So what happened was, 
to move the story along, I went from working 16 hours a day down to six. Now that did not happen overnight. I talk about that in the book and there's so much more to that, but let me move the story forward. Mm -hmm. So we get that down and then so much relief and how much I was working against myself doing the other way, et cetera. Luckily I did that though, because it was just a couple of years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer Mm. and I had been pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned, my existing clients had no idea of my absence. And they were shocked. We didn't talk about it. We didn't feel like it was a private matter. We were very positive about it. It was just not something I needed attention for and things like that. And they said, how did we not know your way? The local business community did not know. They didn't get it. So they started to approach me under the fragility of life and say, if you could do that, maybe you could help me get to my kids' soccer games at night. And I could stop hiding me somewhere. The family, like when the family's off doing stuff on Sundays, trying to get one more email in, you know, like the little addict that we all are. So I thought, okay. Let me see if I can help these people. And so I started working with them and we started having all kinds of success. And one thing led to another. And I thought, how could I help more people? Because your business should support your life, not consume it. Mm. The the clients that I work best with, these are people who have been in business at least five years. They're often service-based entrepreneurs and they, they look good on paper. That's the problem because it looks like everything's fine, but they're still putting in way too many hours. You guys know who you are. You think once you get past this next thing, it's going to be fine. And and at some point you hear like, and I did, okay, at what point is this next thing? Like, I'm tired of hearing that. <laughs> so I'm just really passionate that business should be fun. Your business should support your life, not consume it. And that you have dreams that should not sacrifice your family or your health or all these other things. And this whole foolishness that we see all day long about grinding it out, I believe that which just can kill you makes you tired. <laughs> I love that one. Not stronger. You heard it, right? It makes you tired. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the grinding from the sense of you got to get in there and do the work. That's different than I think a lot of people apply that adjective of grinding. They're all like, you got to get out there and you, you got to hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle the 16 hours a day. Like you were talking about at the end of the day, you're like, man, I'm killing myself. I have the house or I have the car, I have the nice clothes, but I don't have any time to enjoy any of them, right? Yeah, 100%. So entrepreneurs, really what being an entrepreneur is about is getting ideas to execution. That's what it's about. So many entrepreneurs are out there. You guys know who you are. You're out there and you're just constantly trapped in the web of admin. We believe in what we call the win formula, that you should be execution mode 60% of the time and admin mode 40% of the time. The way we do that when we work with our clients, our coaching clients, our winner's circle, it's really about what we call our super toolkits. Now, sometimes people say at first, are those standard operating procedures, SOPs? Standard operating procedure are static nature. They're not written by the end user and they're mostly set up to cover liability. With a super toolkit, it's always about compressing the efficiency so that you have time for execution and creativity and always moving on to that next ambition because that's all being an entrepreneur is about. Otherwise, it's really a job. You're just doing the same thing over and over. An entrepreneur is about what's that next thing you want to get to. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is the win as well as the loss is that the entrepreneurs see that next hole in the market or see that next shiny object that they know they could leverage in their business. And sometimes they haven't finished polishing the last shiny object and then they're off on the next one. And what I'm hearing you're saying is, you mean, you got to get those toolkits dialed in so that when you step away from that last 
project or, or piece of your business to start the next part, that one keeps going by itself. Does, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. That's great, Tracy. So what you're saying is, look, a traditional entrepreneur is so trapped in the trappings, the, the horror of admin, that then you get desperate and you just run different directions like, ah, oh, this isn't done and I'm missing out on this. And I need more income. And even bringing on new clients is something that can choke a business because then you're like, oh, really wrapped up with the new client. And then you get busy with that for a couple months and onboarding a few people. And then you realize, oh, I haven't been marketing or doing anything consistently. And now one of them's left and you're just always chasing your tail. And so with Super Toolkits, what that allows you to do is just to execute at a constant level of efficiency and momentum and also your team. I talk a lot about creating a win team, a what is next team, so you can get to what is next. Okay, so you want to train yourself down from 16 hours to six? Well, how the freak are you going to do that? How are you going to accomplish that? Hmm? I know, right? I can hear all the little voices in your head telling you all the reasons why there's no way in the world that you'll ever be able to accomplish this. You all ha you have all these tasks that you need to do. You don't have the time to train someone else to do it for you. And even if you did, you'd have to come back in and look it over and recheck their work, right? Wrong, right? This is why, well, more specifically, there is a way that you can start to build or create, build and train and structure your team so that you do not have to just hand work off to them. By the way, you'd be handing off the work that would be their expertise to do in the first place, right? I mean, that's why you hired them. But you wouldn't have to just keep looking over their shoulder, rechecking and even parentalizing it. Let's talk about that. Here's a great example. It's, it's not about dumping work off my desk and then handing it off. People say, I have a VA and that's not a team. It's not about numbers. It's about strategy. So often people will follow that corporate or that thing we learned in school. You take work off your desk, you hand it to somebody else, and then it's parentified. You're leaning over, you're checking on the work, making sure it's okay, like a parent, a child, teacher, to student. And, th and then that just creates another job for you. That's where people get frustrated. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. It's quicker to do it myself. Fun. That's because you're not building a team, right? So with a win team, what happens is they manage you versus you manage them. Mm. And then also, it's super important that their time is compressed. So with my podcast, When the Hour, When the Day, which we just talk about general business there, it's not focused on this per se. It's really just, it could be anything from sales to social media. It's just, it's a great way for me to meet amazing people. So someone on my team came and said, Chris, I found this. We were all excited. We were looking to, you know, you always got to put stuff up on social media. So we were getting close to 200 five-star reviews in iTunes. It's like, great. We can throw this up on Facebook, do something about it. Yay. And someone came, my team came over and said, Chris, I found this website. And it collects all these reviews from all over the place. And she showed it to me. And there were reviews from people that I knew and we're going through it. And there was like over 900 so what was happening was there was other platforms that I was not aware of that was collecting reviews. And so this new website was capturing them all. So here we were thinking we had 200 reviews and we had over 900. Wow. Now, Tracy, just so you know, I'm a flawed individual. I was like so close to a thousand. Why can we have a thousand? So I wasn't even thankful, but, but then I went into a couple of communities online, like different groups and Facebook and saying, hey, do you guys know about this? And none of them did. It wasn't just us. They're like, this is amazing, Chris. You're a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
she had the opportunity in her day to do that because she's working under the wind formula, not trapped in the, the constant mm-hmm. headaches of admin. So it really just accelerates everything you do nice. as just, again, ideas to execution, ideas to execution. Okay, so let's get the ideas to execution. For me, one of the first thing my mind has always gone to is, how do I systematize and automate this task? See, if I can figure out a way to take the task and hand it off to the computer, I know, well, it'll get done the same way every single time. Well, at least every single time until they update the software anyway, right? Okay. Well, then I can hand that systemized task off to someone else knowing that the potential error rate is minimized as much as possible. I mentioned uh, this in a recent, I mentioned a recent tool that I found uh, to help with the creation of promo content for this very podcast. And while great it is in and of itself, Chris reminds me that that alone is not the full solution. Sweet. It's funny you mentioned that. I stumbled across a, a tool. I'm a big fan of taking like, hey, here we are. We're, we're creating a podcast, right? Which is, you know, audio specific, right? It's audio centric anyway. But right now I'm recording it on Zoom at the same time. And I like to cut little snippets out. So when you say something really wise, I'm going to cut that into a little snippet, turn it into, you know, a little video that I can drop on all the socials. And so the people are like, oh, I want to hear the rest of, Chris's wisdom and then click through and listen to the whole podcast, right? Well, that takes time. Yeah. I found this cool website where I can upload the whole video and I can go through and find the snippets and just say, I want that part, that part, that part. And Is it that has scripts? Uh, no, it's actually, it's called Content Fries. Okay. And, and you can have a preset format and how everything works. You can put a, a, a leading video in an exiting video and it, it puts it all together and then it spits it out in the various formats for LinkedIn, for, you know, for TikTok and for Facebook. You don't have to do all that. You just say, go, I want this 30 seconds and that 30 seconds. But me being, you know, just point out the pieces you want. And not only does it do that, but it puts the captions underneath it all at the same time. Okay, like, let me... Let me one up you, may I? May I one up you? Go, please do. So what I would say to that is, that is excellent. And people often say to me, Chris, what do you use for this automation, that automation? And two things. One, I say, okay, automation like a machine in a factory is only as good as somebody monitoring it, right? (laughs) So will I replace a bunch of people? Sure, but you still have to somebody watching the efficiency of that. They can't come back three months down saying, oh, it didn't spit out anything because it broke. (laughs) (laughs) It was there, right? Sure. So what I would say to you, I love the idea of what you're talking about, a new tool, content fries. Amazing. Great. What would happen with, that would be in our super toolkit, and that would not be something I would touch. Somebody on the team would do that. Right. So it's really about, does my team have things that leverage their time with different things that they use and tools? hundred percent. Right. It's like when... I, I do the show notes because I am a marketing strategist, but that is fed to me. It's transcribed. They go through, they read it, they highlight what they think is the best parts. Mm-hmm. And then it's handed to me. So I go, oh yeah, he said that. And boo, boo, boo. it takes me about four minutes to do the show notes because it's laid out in a certain way that mm. fed to me. So that's the thing is, that's great, Tracy. It looks like you're onto something. Now, if we made that even more efficient with Super Toolkit and you had even one person on your win team, Boy, oh boy, that would take it down to possibly three minutes. You would just be, oh, 
a couple weeks, you'd be reviewing it and going, yeah, check, that was check. good. And then that right. would be eliminated. They, yeah. they probably wouldn't need to do that. That's money right there. That's, yeah. see, you take an idea and you make it even better. That's gold. So you keep talking about having your win team, right? Why should I, Mr. Entrepreneur, build my team? Why don't I just do it myself? Like you said earlier, oh, it just going to take me too long to train somebody or whatever, just that. I can, I can list off all the excuses. We've all heard them. Why should I or whoever's listening start building their damn team? Well, because until you do that, you're what I call a sufferpreneur. You're self-employed, you're sufferpreneur, and you really don't have a business. It's like saying, I watch whatever. I watch football. I'm sitting on the couch watching football. You're not an athlete. You're not in the game. You're watching it. Okay. So right. you don't have your own business until you have a team because a business means it can operate with some absence without you. And the reality is, you know, you're burning yourself out frequently. Mm. You know, vacation time is just ridiculous concept. None of that's happening. It's not a business. All you need to do is catch one cold or slip in the ice, break your arm, and the whole thing falls to pieces, right? Okay, so now you're thinking, holy crap, she's talking about me. I am that armchair quarterback yelling at the TV at fourth and down. But it's not just a game I'm yelling at or about, but rather it's my business and more importantly, my life that I'm yelling about. Now. I believe that since you're listening to this podcast, you are at least someone that wants to try and do better, be better, perform better. But I want to make sure you pay attention to this next section, because while you might already be on board as to why you need to begin to develop not only yourself, but your WIN team as well. Chris takes it one step further as she lays out the three D's of why you need to get your ass up off the couch and stop being that armchair quarterback or sufferpreneur. Oh, and by the way, one of these three D's is you. Yeah, and you are by far the most damaging. You're now listening to, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. But more importantly than that, let me talk to you about what I call the three D's. Damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. So damaging overhead is you. I did this for years thinking, oh, I'm saving money. I'll do this myself. And all of a sudden I'll learn that thing at six, seven, eight o'clock at night when I'm freshest, considering that I started the day exhausted. But that's fine. Sidebar information there. So let's say I could go out and sell one of my services for a hundred dollar package. Something very simple, basic. When I'm doing that work, myself, I am now essentially building my company a hundred bucks, right? So we think we're saving money, but the money that we're not bringing in, we're billing our company. So you mm -hmm. are by far the most damaging overhead to your business. Now, delayed income. If you got a client in June that you could have gotten January, like, oh my heavens, it's six months. We don't have any idea how much that would cost you. Especially they just gave you one referral. Yeah. Damaging overhead, delayed in income. And then what I think is the most painful one of all is diminished opportunity. Oh, my heavens, Tracy, I wish I'd known you did this. I just hired somebody last month, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get to meet with you. Oh, because you were busy doing admin work late at night and yeah. you weren't, we didn't connect. And then think about the lifetime value of that client and possibly another referral, right? So the three mm -hmm. D's, damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. That's why you don't do it yourself because it's expensive whoa are the bells going off yet 
Did any of these 3Ds resonate with you? Hmm? Are you the most damaging piece of your own business? Are you the very person delaying your own income stream from starting, restarting, or kickstarting? And are you the very reason for the lost, or as Chris called it, diminished opportunities? Hmm? If you answered yes to one or more of those, then the next issue is probably going to be the very question I asked Chris next. How in the heck do I afford a team? I mean, really, I can barely make shit work as it is. And now you want me to spend money on other people, on a team? Quick sidebar. This reminds me of a, a fellow podcaster who was trying to grow his podcast and he was seeing success. I mean, they, but they hit this plateau as most projects do. And he found himself spending, oh gosh, 18 plus hours an episode doing all the guest sourcing, interviewing, editing, course, uh, you know, uh, content creation, social promotion. Then he hit this gr glass ceiling when it came to his listens and downloads and he couldn't figure out why. And on top of that, he couldn't figure out why, how he hadn't been able to earn money with his podcast as popular as it was. He hadn't changed anything, but yet the downloads stopped growing and it wasn't successful monetarily yet. Then he paused and he started to look at how much time he was spending on creation versus monetization. He looked at a window of time of a few months and through some self-detailed, uh, through some detailed self-tracking, he found that he was spending, wait for it, 600 hours in this content creation and editing, etc. And he had, in that same window of time, he had only spent four hours trying to monetize it. Now, I know this is an extreme example, but as you can tell, the evidence was clear. He had taken this project as far as he was able to alone. He needed to shift his attention to the monetization while still keeping the content at the level that he had been able to create. Enter a team. Well, in this case, enter his first podcast, which he found in one of those job sites online. And this person to this day is still on his editing team and is now editing with him not only the first podcast, but the second one as well, both of which are very successful. He realized there was a point that he had to have a team and had to figure out how to make it a wise use of his resources. Is that where you are now? Chris is going to give us some thoughts on this very topic. Everyone, everyone's going to say, I can't afford a team right now. <laughs> Excellent question. Okay. I can hear him right now, right? Okay. So what I would tell you is it is an absolute magical time to be in business. So let me tell you about the first outsourcer I hired many years ago. Mm -hmm. So I went online long before anybody else. Even when a client would be down the street five minutes, I thought, you know what? By the time I'd have to allow for travel, even for five minutes, do I find parking, sit in their waiting room, blah, blah, blah. Wait, oh, he's in the washroom. We'll be out in a minute, blah, 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 right? So I thought I could just hit a button and then I have all my resources at my fingertips. But many years ago, at least 12 years ago, I was still going to physical appointments. So I would sit there and I would take all these notes because when you're doing marketing, each package is very unique and they think their business is unique. And they're, you're writing all this stuff down, taking all these notes. So then I would get back to my office. I would promise Tracy, hand to God, that I was going to put this right in the computer, these notes. Now, most of the time, this didn't happen until Friday afternoon, if I was lucky. Often it was the next Friday. And what would happen is these notes are meant for 20 minutes, not for two weeks. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, what's that word? What am I talking about here? And if they called and they asked me for a price and what happens if I misquoted them and it looks like I'm trying to swindle them? It's like, no, I've just got bad notes, which doesn't reassure anybody. Oh yeah, I'm disorganized. Don't know what I'm doing. So I thought this cannot be, this cannot be. So my first outsourcer, what I did is I found somebody to do transcriptions for me. And so I would leave the meeting, sit in my car and I would just talk into my phone with a few notes I had in my pad here and I would have all the clarity and all the memory of that meeting I just had boom 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 and she would have it up in the file within 24 hours now here's the thing I don't get this but that was her jam she loved doing it she had 10 clients it's all she wanted to do so she was super fast and so some weeks I needed her for a lot of meetings some weeks I needed her for none the weeks I needed her for a lot of meetings it cost me like 12 bucks and I got all of Friday afternoon back got rid of all the stress I carried and the guilt all week of, oh no, I got to do that, all this stuff. What if I drop the ball and didn't misquote a client or anything for $12, right? So, Mm -hmm. and now it's even cheaper because you've got apps for that. So, but the point is I challenge you, I invite you to reach out to me because I'm telling you one of the other things I do with certain clients I work with is they come in and, and, and they think, okay, I need a team. I know this and I hired somebody. It didn't work out. So then I think, oh, great. I just have to spend more money. And all of a sudden that it's like an elevator going up. They start spending more and more money on different people and they come and, and I meet with them and go, this is crazy. And I've had people say, Chris, like in two months, you saved me $50,000. I would have paid the quality of the person that you found for us. Because you, when you're working with us in the winter circle, we do find, hire, train and onboard your first person. And just because that's a whole thing in itself, we don't want you to have that learning curve. We want sure. you to get the results. Then we'll show you how to do it. And then what happens was she's like, the quality of the person I found, you got me, Chris, was insane. I would have paid that money for that person, but the quality went way up and the price went way down because there's global resources in different economic regions, right? So the two things I hear constantly is anyone working with us, they tell us within the first month, they get 25 hours back a week. And they also say at a minimum, we save them 50,000, you know, in six months. And it's just because you don't know where all that money is bleeding out. Right. When you're just running around doing it yourself. Yeah, amen. I was just chatting with a young lady last week, Carmen, and she's one of those gals. She calls herself the gal with the golden shovel, right? And she goes into businesses to entrepreneurs and, and finds these opportunities, these cost-saving opportunities. Oh, hey, you forgot about this. You forgot about that. There's a cost-saving on. And then there's other opportunities like you're mentioning here. Like, hey, if you free yourself up by hiring this kind of a person for $12 or even $50, yeah. you have now taken and, and opened up one of those three Ds of opportunity that you can go out and now sell more of what it is you're doing or actually execute more of your ideas and bring in more money. And uh, so I was just, that was sort of running through my head as you were sharing that. It, that's magic. So team building, I, I'm gonna stick with this one for a minute because we sure. don't chat. we don't chat about that one a lot around here. Okay. I've been lucky enough to have built teams and it's not easy. This is not something you just as a nobody just instantly know how to do, right? There's no, it's a whole other skill set. People. Yeah. There's a craft to it, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Now, when it comes to team building, I think there are different stages, much like the stages of online course building. I mentioned in episode 332. Yeah. There are the beginner stage, the journeyman stage, the experts, and the professional. I'm going to assume that you're on the earlier stage, perhaps a beginner or a journeyman side of things, or perhaps you're an expert or a professional here to brush up your skills. 
When it comes to team building, especially when it's a new skill, there are some very important things you need to remember uh, for the new team member. Because, I mean, they're going to come in, they're going to be all gung-ho and enthusiastic and eager to hit that ground running. And they're going to be confident that they're going to be able to help you in your business. But at the same time, they have zero idea, zero idea how you do things or how you want things done. Now, as the person guiding their learning, there are a couple of things that you need to do. One is be direct. Here, you need to tell them exactly what to do. Give them that step-by-step -step guidance along their path to success so that you can set them up for success, much like you would do in an online course. Baby steps. Imagine you're taking a youngster, uh, you're teaching them how to ride a bike, right? You're going to be telling them even the simplest of things, the most obvious of things like where to put their feet, how to hold their hands, how to steer, when to lean, when not to lean. And then you're going to build their confidence. Because think about it. Remember how it felt the first time you rode your bike even three feet without falling? Yeah, at that point, your confidence boomed and you were ready to zoom through the neighborhood and jump ramps as far as you were concerned. Give them that level of confidence. Let there be a bit more teaching at this stage so that you ensure they know all the little steps. Now, let's hear a bit more about team building from Chris. More specifically, some of the myths around team building. So, and what is, I know what I think it is. What do you think one of the biggest myths around team building would be? Well, for me, I think it is that you are not building a team and that you are hiring somebody to throw work at and it's task focused mm. instead of building a team. So we call it a win team. What is next team? And so the whole team is working on how can we get to what is next? So also too, I think there's a myth that people, we talk about company culture and people think, oh, that's something you have when you have a hundred or 200 people. But when you have two or three people working with you, even if there's two people part-time, you need that culture way more than if you were in a bigger company. Think about it this way. If you were in an ocean liner and there's like 500 people on that boat and something happens and there's a crisis out in the water, that's one thing. If you're in a rowboat and there's three of you and you have a crisis, you better have a strong team. So the culture and the all that comes with building a real team is so much more significant mm -hmm. when you're just three of you in that rowboat. So this whole idea of I just throw work at them and I call it Ethel syndrome. Like in the 1950s when the doctor had the secretary Ethel and she knew where everything was and kind of right. took care of them. That's not a team. So it doesn't have to be expensive, but it has to be strategic. It's not rocket science, but the order of the sequence of how we roll it out for you is very empowering and liberating and allows you to get your ideas to execution. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things that uh, I like to share with folks uh, when asked, obviously, maybe sometimes when I'm not asked, is generally you're trying to build a team that accents the parts of you that you're not good at, right? Like you're, like you were saying, there was a young lady, you, I don't get it, but that's her jam. She loved doing it. Well, good. I don't like doing it. You can hand that off to them. Now you get to do more of what you love. They're doing what they love and you all are ringing more true. Yeah. I mean, forgive me for saying this, but 
are we still having that conversation? Like people should know that by now. Like what the heck? You So to me, I always want to be the dumbest person in the room. And if I'm not, I'm in the wrong room. Right. And I'm telling you, my team is like so much brighter and efficient and effective in all their areas. And not only that I could be in their areas, frankly, there could be a coup because I think they're all way smarter than me, right? So, <laughs> so that's fine. That's what you do. That's that's how you rise yourself up. It is just surrounding yourself with brilliance and it's extremely affordable. It just needs to be done with strategy. Nice. I like it. All right. Oh, man, like I said, we were just having a conversation. Here we are. We're knee deep into this right now. We got cheap teams. We got... Uh, Good teams. Now, you mentioned earlier that 60-40 rule. And I know you yeah. probably said it really well. And I was trying to take notes as a part of that win for me. Can you re-go uh, over that again? It was 60%. Yeah, what? so you, I believe you should be in execution mode 60% of the time and admin mode 40% of the time. Most entrepreneurs are constantly trapped in the web of admin and they crawl out every once in a while, get something done on a Friday afternoon. But that's not what moves the needle. It's getting to the thing and then the next thing. And you have more ideas than you can implement. And these things have to get traction in order to bring in revenue. You know, yeah. I know for me, when I wrote my book, When They Are, When the Day, oh my heavens, I thought like I was like a 10 year old child. When I got that book out, I will never ask for anything again. And you don't turn around twice, but okay, now we need a podcast. And then you're thinking it's not too long before you go, what I really need is that book to be part one of a three-part series. That's Mm -hmm. what I need, right? So there's always the next thing, Mm -hmm. 100%. The journey is just not going to wrap up, especially as an entrepreneur. You want to make more money. Then you want to make more money in less time. Then you want to have more free time off. Then you want to have a bigger impact. Then you want to serve more people, you know? So it just keeps growing. We've all seen the pattern. So how do you do that? You have to be in execution mode 60% of the time. Yeah, no, that's that's too true. I mean, in, in execution modes, and correct me if I'm wrong here, execution mode isn't that little namby-pamby stuff where you're just like shuffling papers, no. right? Right. This, that's the no. admin. You were, you were yeah, that execution mode is getting serious projects to the marketplace that are going to bring you in revenue yeah. and that then you can move on to the next thing. Now, and if you already have your product, whatever your product or service is, execution mode mode could be the prospecting and the sales process and the customer warming process. And then the- yeah, I feel that, No, I see that as admin. I do. Really? So let's say you already have your service. That's mm-hmm. fine. But as I said earlier, your service may have been like, okay, you know what? I've been doing coaching calls and it costs this much. And I do one-to-one. Now I want to do one-to-many and I've got small yeah. groups. Now I want to do a master class. You know, so you want to have a bigger, re- often I've seen yeah. for me, the the, cl- the latter is you want to tend to lean more and more to a bigger and bigger reach in less and less time, right? Yeah. I deal with people all the time like that. Oh, Chris, this is really going well, but now I want to move to groups. I don't want to be doing 25 calls a week and I, I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm so glad the business is doing well, but it's taxing on me. Right. So I don't see nurturing in the sales. I see that as admin. Gotcha. No, that, that makes perfect sense. You're right. That ascension ladder. And like you were mentioning earlier, there's always going to be that next thing today. You might not even know what that next thing is, but once you get things rolling, you're like, Oh, I got a new idea. Here it is. And then there'll be no shortage of next things. I'm (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yeah. But just anyone listening is going to go, 
I think back to five years ago, there have been 87 next things yeah. to get me to today. So there's- Well, also- that's the problem. And that's where Super Toolkit is one of the reasons it originated was because I remember driving along one day and I thought I had this great idea. It was fantastic. And then I realized, huh, I already had that great idea six months ago, but nothing happened with it. It fell off, right? Right. So these super toolkits also allow you to add something to the super toolkit and you can pivot on a dime. Like there is no learning curve. There is no like, oh yeah, we were doing this step now, but we forgot and we started doing this. So we forgot the other thing. It's just a formula that you can build on really, you can add anything at a drop of a hat and it just has reliability, consistency, effectiveness, momentum, everything. Man, that's bad. Yeah. Now, all of this, the wind formula and the super yeah. toolkits, these are all laid out in your book you, you, you mentioned? Well, some of these have evolved after the book because it's constantly okay. growing. But okay. you can reach out to uh, www.freegiftgiftfromchriskris.com. And there's some real goodies there that talk to you about it and real special stuff. I'll tell you, we just put up the audio version of my book there that we normally sell. So you guys can grab that. But there's all kind of reach out to me on LinkedIn or I'll even my personal email address is Chris, K-R-I-S-W-A-R-D at winthehourwintheday.com. And if you've got questions and you think, oh, this really resonates with me and you're tired of living this like dark secret of nobody really knows how many hours you're working because you're always up past the last person in your home and all this other stuff, reach out to me because there is an easier way. You don't need to be working this hard. 100%. And actually, that solves my next question because I was going to be saying, hey, I need to know where to send people if they want to know more about you and all the goodies that you have to offer. You've already resolved that. We'll make sure to get those links down into the show notes as well as the link to your podcast. I want to support that as well. And any final words of wisdom you want to leave our dark horse entrepreneurs? Well, you don't need to be in the darkness of this. I promise you, we have added the winner's circle, which is a new opportunity, but different price point, very affordable. And uh, it really can just, it, just have fun with your business and you can fall back in love with your business. I mean, mm. imagine what it'd be like is you just take any Friday off you want. Yeah. Imagine having the freedom that you thought you'd have when you started your business and the revenue there, like no, no consequence, just pure enjoyment. And And just getting back to liking the creations aspect of the business and having fun with that. Imagine what that would feel like, you know, as my clients always tell me, getting 25 hours back a week, the first month working with us. So imagine what you could do with your family, those extra 25 hours. Yeah, no doubt. I'll take that 25 hours a month, uh, a week. Yeah. Line me up. All right, Chris, thank you so much for coming and hanging out and gosh, sharing a wealth of which she's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll say something wise. I'm taking notes of bomb after bomb you left us with here. I definitely appreciate your time. Well, Tracy, you gave a very thoughtful interview, so I appreciate yours. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family. There you have it. Some team building and sufferpreneur bombs dropped on you today from Chris Ward. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you a bunch of thoughts that resonated with me today because I've kind of interjected them inside the podcast. What do you think? You like that better at the format of interjecting it inside or you like it at the end as I've done it in the past? Try new things, see what you like the best. But the key here is what inspiring ideas, tips, or thoughts resonated with you? Whatever they were, take some time today, like right now, and write them down. Then get out there 
and put them into action. That's right. Get out there, run your race, and get your results. Heck, here's what I want you to do after that. I want you to let me hear about them. Yeah, that's right. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. Yeah, probably even bring you on let you share your success story. Now, I know you want to keep getting these valuable tips and awesome stories from the amazing guests I'm lucky enough to bring on this show. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, give us a five-star reading. Leave us some kind words in the reviews. Heck, ask a question. Give us some constructive criticism. I, I read every single one of those reviews. It is your way to communicate with me. You got my email address too. And it's also your way of telling those podcast platforms out there that you are getting some entrepreneurial G-O-L-D out of this podcast. And while we're there with that, be sure not to keep all that G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs, infopreneurs, and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.